Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Welcome in. It's the Bulldogs Extra Podcast. Mark with Ryan here and your Georgia Bulldogs are back in the college football playoff officially. Not that we had any doubt after uh, the way the regular season went. They are the SEC champions after beating LSU. They have a Peach Bowl matchup upcoming against Ohio State and Stetson Bennett. Little guy known as the mailman. He's not that little, but going to New York as a Heisman Trophy finalist. Just the way... We all expected when he came back from Jones College in 2018, right, Ryan? Well, you know, it's funny. I think we talked about this before. When he came back, there was a lot of, you know, us media and whatnot really wanting to talk to him. And I guess it was mainly because of the hype he got for the preparation for the Rose Bowl. And it's also funny to think that was so long ago now, it seems like, that Georgia played in the Rose Bowl. And he was the little Baker Mayfield of that scout team. And making plays apparently, but I don't think anybody expected him to get to this point, you know, in his in his career. But I think there's no denying, you know, where would this team be if Carson Beck was leading it, or even Brock Vandergriff or somebody? I mean, he's he's been an important cog, you know, to this success the last two years, and so I think it's well deserving that he's getting this recognition as one of four finalists for the Heisman. Well, you don't think Carson and uh, Brock can get it done? I'm gonna. No, I, yeah, we don't know. That's the thing, and and the, to have Stetson's experience as a six-year senior, whatever it might be, uh, twenty-five years old, you know, under there is. Yeah, he's he's six good. year. He's he's not at Jalen Ingram's seventh year yet of the basketball Golly. player. But <laughs> all right, where, where to begin with all this stuff I just mentioned? Let's start with the playoff. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, TCU. Number four, Ohio State. Staying home is Alabama. Ooh. Did did they get it right? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I don't think TCU should have been penalized for their one loss being an overtime loss that had a little bit of question, right, about if the quarterback crossed the line or was down before it and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think that's right. And yeah, I, I give kudos to the committee because you know they had to be salivating over a possible Michigan-Ohio State matchup and a Georgia-Alabama matchup, right, in the in the semifinals of the playoffs. So the fact that they didn't let that, I guess, uh, what could have been a lot of eyes, a lot of money and all that stuff uh, get in their way of, of making the right pick. And I think everybody's excited about a Georgia-Ohio State matchup. You know, we got it taken away from us in the regular season, whatever years that was supposed to be that they were going to play in. It got kind of uh, nixed, but, I mean, two powerhouse programs and really two that were ranked one, two all year, if you think about it. So, uh, you know, if Ohio State didn't fall to Michigan a couple weeks ago, I mean, this is what everybody thought would be the finals. So, an exciting matchup. Do you think that they got it right? And uh, you think TCU should have stayed third, maybe dropped to fourth? What was your opinion? First of all, I don't think they wanted to have a Michigan-Ohio State rematch in the semifinals. Just Why like- would they not? I mean – why? Because the college, the college football fans just saw that matchup. Um, I you know. know, and they tune in again. I would imagine. Well, of course they tune in, but they're going to tune into to all these games. Um, and you know, to have that matchup in the championship game, if there could be an upset of Ohio State against Georgia, um, it's kind of like last year with Georgia Alabama in the finals. Like if you're going to have you know conference teams play each other in a fourteen playoff, I mean, make it in the finals, and you know, especially if you'd have to, you know, kind of unjustifiably unjustifiably leapfrog TCU, which, you know, losing in overtime, given the regular season they had, that, that was not worthy of falling to four 
and Ohio State leapfrogging them for sitting home and not even playing a championship game. So um, I think they got it right. Um, I'm not sure about this Georgia-Ohio State matchup. I think it could be very – I mean, I think it's going to be compelling just because both these teams are chock full of, of you know, high-level recruits that, that turn into, you know, good college football players. But, um, you know, Georgia's head and shoulders above Ohio State in terms of how they've played this year. Um, but Ohio State, can they, in one 60-minute game, give Georgia a run for their money and even upset them? I think it's possible. I'm not predicting it now. I'll, I'll you know, give you my prediction when we do our podcast, uh, you know, before the Peach Bowl. But, um, you know, is TCU an easier opponent? I guess that's kind of the conventional wisdom. I, I don't know that for sure. You know, Ohio State just collapsed in the second half, right, against against Michigan. So, um, I, I do think Ohio State's a dangerous team because I think they're highly motivated. They don't want to end their season with two losses, and they don't want to end their season with two bad losses in terms of getting their butts kicked. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't know how many injuries, you know, Ohio State might have had for, for Michigan. I know there's a million excuses out there. But, you know, yeah, I expect Georgia to get their you know, full shot uh, aside from the one receiver that, is going to be out and already kind of declared for the for the NFL draft because of his injuries. But I think it's a very compelling matchup. I think it's good for Georgia that it's right in the backyard there in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium again, where they're two and zero this season with pretty two convincing uh, wins, you know, uh, over Oregon to start the season, and of course last week against LSU. So I know I mean, you- they say feel comfortable with. You mentioned injuries. I mean, Michigan's a team that didn't have Blake Corum. You know, that's true. You know, at his – did he play a couple of snaps? I don't even know. But And then they were missing, you know, one of their top defensive players as well, I think. Um, it's interesting about, you know, playing back at, at for the third time at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I mean, it certainly looks like an advantage this year. But, you know, there was an Alabama game last year where, where Georgia, uh, you know, it didn't help them last year. So, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, they've had two of their best games this year, at least offensively. Um you know, at Mercedes, um, you know, Michigan looms as the national championship uh, rematch from the Orange Bowl. And, you know, at least the narrative that I was hearing on TV was that Michigan wants that rematch and talked about it after winning the Big Ten. Um, I think they are a better Michigan team than last year. Um, but I'm not sure, you know, if you if you get to that matchup. You know whether Georgia still doesn't have some of the same adva- some of the same advantages they had last time. Um, well, I'd say if I'm Michigan, I wouldn't think too far ahead. I mean, TCU. There's a reason they were twelve and zero, and dang near won the the Big Twelve championship. So I uh, wouldn't get too far ahead of myself. If I'm Michigan, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, you know, that's an interesting matchup. I mean, uh, you know, playing that game there, I, I guess it's probably fairly. Uh, will be split, right? You're going to have Michigan fans make that trip as well as TCU. It's not like the home field advantage that Georgia has. Um, I think that'll be a good game too. Although I, I think, I don't know. I've been really impressed with Michigan this season um, when they've, when they've, you know, they've had their non-conference schedule was so soft, but um, you know, it should be interesting. How bad, how big uh, you think the gap is between Georgia and Michigan? That's a good question. I mean, if 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 you go by last year's Orange Bowl and you had mentioned that you think that Michigan's a better team this year, I still think if, if Georgia plays the way that they can for a complete game, right? We've seen the ups and downs this year. But when they're dominant, I mean, there's nobody that can touch them. And I think there's still a good gap in, in that. And if Georgia plays an entire game, to the dominant capabilities that they have, I, I still think Georgia's a ten to fourteen point favorite. And you know, I, I don't know if that'll be the line, but I think that should be about how Georgia should win the game. No, I don't think that'll be the line. I mean, isn't the line for Ohio State like seven and a half or something? I that's mean, what I'm I, saying I don't think it would be the line. Yeah, but I think that's what Georgia would be capable of beating Michigan by if it plays a complete game. I mean, you think about. The, the entirety of the game against Oregon or how they've come out in some halves and just completely dominated and then fell flat in others. I mean, you look at the LSU game the other day, that was a pretty dominant half. And then in the second half, they you know allowed some some passing yards. But if you keep – if Georgia plays a complete game, I, I don't think there's anybody in the, in the country that can touch them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they've – 
whole championship matchup. But if Ohio State's like seven and a half, I would think Michigan would be like five. Um, but it'll it'll be based on probably how these obviously how they look in the uh, in the semis. Uh, so it'll be New Year's Eve in Atlanta, Ryan. I know you're you're disappointed because you like to go watch the peach drop. So I guess you'll miss out on that. No, I'm I'm dipping out of the game a little early uh, to go to that. I think <laughs> is that still? Are they bringing that, it back this year? First time in uh, like three. I don't know. Is that is it is it down? Where is that? Where do they do it? It used to be at Underground Atlanta. Okay, but uh, but no, uh, you know, I, it will be. I, I I I'm not a big fan of the New Year's Eve game because I'm sure, you know, that thing will be getting over right about the time that that New Year's hits. I mean, are are we are we hugging in the in the press box? How's this work? I don't were you 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 were in Miami, weren't you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh, you were okay. I don't, go. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't I don't remember hugging you in uh, Miami Gardens. Um uh no, we're still usually working until like two in the morning. So uh yeah, I don't I think uh did they have, they might have beer in the press box last year. Uh no, they had did they have champagne? I don't know. I think they might have. Who knows? That'd be nice. I can't remember. As long as I get a Chick-fil-A sandwich uh to go with my champagne, that's living <laughs> large right there. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll we'll talk about Ohio State in in detail. Um, you know, with probably with a guest uh, that covers the Buckeyes. Uh, you know, when we podcast during that championship week, um, what you know is they got a a, a very good quarterback in CJ Stroud. They got great receivers. Um, you know, as uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Right, and mm-hmm. then uh, not a great defense against Michigan. But as I mentioned, they will be highly motivated. Uh, having a, a guy uh, that was well-regarded, Jackson Smith uh, Najigba, is out with a hamstring injury, said he's not going to take part in the playoffs. Um, how concerned are you about this Ohio State passing game, given that LSU threw for somewhere around 500 yards? Well, I think it, it would concern you at any point, but I also feel good in Georgia the sense that they have a month to prepare and coming off that game, you know that Kirby and Will Muschamp and and uh, Glenn Schumann are going to really be on these guys to not let that happen again. Hey, hey, right. hey speak, speaking of, of being on these guys, did you hear the latest Kirby leaked audio from a pregame talk? I pulled it up to start listening to it. I heard there was some salty language, but I, I didn't get through it. Uh, can you Can you tell me word for word what was said? No, I can't tell you word for word what was said. I was just listening to kind of how many uh, f bombs and other curse words were were dropped. Um, I can't really remember it. That's yeah. I, I was just more intrigued by what what I'm intrigued by is are these intentional leaks that like Kirby gives a blessing to? Because after the Florida deal last year, where there was the leak, like you know, I mean, they do this SEC network inside the SEC championship mm-hmm. game. So I mean, I presume it's somebody on the crew there, right? I don't know. Um, but like, didn't Kirby or someone at Georgia, I mean, the last time there was a leak for the Florida game, I mean, you imagine figuratively some heads roll unless Kirby loves it. <laughs> I just yeah. don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, is Lauren Smith in there recording things? Uh, we'll you, never do see, know. you do see, so, yeah, it could be Lauren. I, that's right. Cause you, it's kind of like, you, who would you least suspect? So I know what you're doing there. I see where you're going. Well, you know, there's been in the past uh, some some uh, Instagram lives or something that have leaked out, and I, you know, that's not always the best thing. But yeah, just to be straight audio, I don't, I don't know who would be, but yeah, there are numerous people in there that that you recognize from not being technically part of the team, just standing around. So I guess somebody Instagram, can do that. Instagram but getting live. back to this defense. I was I gonna say Instagram. They're gonna, re- they're gonna be ready. Have twenty seven days or whatever to prepare, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I think it'll be a different story in the SEC championship game. I was just gonna say Instagram Live would not be a leak. That would be actually uh, somebody purposefully doing that. Um, you know, whoever pressed, you know, the record or whatever. But all right, um, I think Ron wanted to take a break sometime. Is it too early, or do we want to just roll right into kind of a little review of the SEC championship game? Yeah, let's do that. But first, let's tell everybody to find us where you get your podcast, Bulldogs Extra Podcast. And what do you say, Mark? Four or five stars would be nice? I mean, do they have a six-star review? I would, I would appreciate that. Would that would be great. I don't yeah. think they do, but if it's out there, give it to us. Or, uh, just do this. Whatever you think you would give Jalen Carter for his play this season, um, 
you know, give that same review to this podcast because hey, lift up the podcast with one arm, hold a one up with the other hand, and right, you're, uh, press you're, five stars with that one finger. You're batting out of order because I was going to talk about that with the SEC championship review, but let me just do that now. Do you think Jalen Carter has been a babysitter because he held Jaden Daniels in his arms like a little kid? <laughs> and. Uh... And uh, so you're saying it was loving, not a yeah. I mean, he could have thrown the guy down on his head or something, right? But he yeah, didn't. that would have been a 15 yard penalty. So I think he was just having fun in the moment, right? Look, I don't think we've talked to Jalen Carter. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think we've talked to him since like August in terms of him being available. But when we get a chance to at um, the SEC, I'm sorry, the Peach Bowl media availability, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go talk to him or you will, one of us will. Um, cause I, I want to hear his side of the story. Cause it, you know, he's probably got some, uh, added fame, you know, whenever he's a top five NFL draft pick, they're going to show that thing and they're going to talk about it. Yeah. That's his moment. Right. I mean, he, I mean, I uh, as, as many, as many great plays as he made and as dominant as he's been, you know, what he doesn't get respect for is his route running last year when he was in the game, uh, with, with Jordan Davis. He ran a, yeah, he ran around, um, on the Brock, Brock Bowers touchdown as well. Uh, against Georgia Tech, right? Was it Tech? I think it was Tech. You know what I'm talking about? Last year or this year? No, this year. This year. The the low throw that Stetson had. That, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't notice Jalen in there. I saw... Uh... Yeah, J- Jalen was the fullback and okay. ran, to the, ran to the same part of the end zone. I mean, kind of more to the to the right side. I think Jalen was a little bit like, hey, I, throw the ball to me. I wanted the ball. Uh, um, so, Well, he put a move last year when the, on the Jordan Davis touchdown. I mean, he did a little... Uh... A little out and in fake. If it, if they'd have thrown it, it'd have been interesting. Our SEC championship had eighty points scored, fifty to thirty Georgia wins. I did not see that coming, especially when it was was a thirty five to seven at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's talk about this when we get back from break, because something has popped up. Thanks for listening to the Bulldogs Extra podcast. Like what you hear? Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rating, a like. And even leave us a comment to let us know how we're doing. As always, find more content at onlineathens.com and in the Athens Banner Herald. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back into the Bulldogs Extra podcast. Mark, what popped up was our Zoom meeting telling us that we had like a minute left. So we would have been. Canceled for good if I'd uh, not stopped the podcast there. Well, give me a chance to look at my email and, and see the release that uh, Georgia and Michigan are the two finalists for the Joe Moore Award for nation's top, top offensive line. So uh, I think they need to just kind of settle that January 9th in L.A. or wherever that name of that – what city is that? Inglewood? I think they should, they should just uh, – I, I mean – So, I mean, what does it take to be a finalist for that? You have uh, the top two teams and both of them probably have good lines. Is that how that works? Um, maybe. Um, I mean, I, no, no disrespect to Georgia's line, but I mean, Michigan's offensive line this year has kind of been the vaunted unit, right? So, um, Georgia's obviously has uh, come back well from, say, first half of Missouri game. But uh, props to both of them, and a hey, that's a nice feather in the cap for first year uh, offensive line coach Stacy Searles, who's I say first year. He's been around Georgia for a while. Do you have any clue how uh, steady Michigan's line has been? I mean, is it the same five starters or whatever the whole year? You know, Georgia's had some some guys going in and out. Hey, Ryan, I can't scout every team in college football. Give me, give me, some, give me some time. <laughs> I'll get back to you. All right, what were we talking about before? Uh, before we were you going were... into the SEC championship. So, all right. Uh, all right. So, here. yeah. Recapping. Hey, Georgia's your SEC champions. 13-0. and Let's start with the block field goal by one Nazir Stackhouse, who uh, was very happy, ran off the field. And <laughs> With stuff going on behind him, right? So most of the LSU players either left the field or were just, you know, thinking the play was dead. Um, and Chris Smith kind of sheepishly looked around and went around the football, and before it came to a halt, he, uh, he picked it up and he ran 96 yards for a touchdown. Um, what a crazy first score of the game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, these are the kind of things that, you know, you, uh, work on in practice and, you know, Georgia apparently got the attention of Chris Smith because 
um, you know, he, he knew what to do in that situation. Well, I'll tell you, it was crazy. And we were both in Kirby's press conference and of course, Chris Smith was there and Stetson, but I mean, the fact that Kirby and, and the staff go over every single detail. I mean, whoever thinks of that play happening in a game, Kirby does. And they go over, I think they said every three weeks, a play like that. And, you know, just going over something like that every three weeks is, is in Chris Smith's mind after five years or whatever it is. And, you know, he knew that if I can pick this up and score a touchdown, it has to be a touchdown. But if I can do that, then I'm going to do it. And, uh, I mean, just what a heads-up play. And it was funny to see Todd Munkin, though, yelling. Uh, you saw that video, right, where he was like, get away, get away, Peter, Peter, whatever they call him. Then he's like, well, never mind, go, go, go. So uh, it just I was just so amazed by the preparedness, you know, that that Kirby has for, for any play that can happen in a game. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, you know, looking at, at the uh, what was working offensively, I mean, Brock Bowers and Ladd McConkie were both, you know, kind of featured. I mean, you saw a lot of balls targeted their way. Darnell had a, had another another SEC championship touchdown. Um, but we've kind of alluded to it. I mean, we talk about Georgia having their best games in Mercedes. You wonder if Todd Munkin saves his best play calling for these big games. You throw Tennessee in there as well. Um, you know, I, I think we've, we've said it. I mean, I think Georgia keeps it kind of simple uh, against your Kentuckys, your Georgia Techs. Player, plays uh, or, or games where your talent can uh, prevail you know, most nights for Georgia, most games, that's yeah. the case. That's the case anyway. But if you throw in some creative play calling um, or just, you know, not keeping defenses off balance, um, you get these kind of outcomes. You get these kind of scoring um, production. So I, I agree with you there. Um, and, and they do seem to pull some things out. But why did they pull out the – well, they call Philly special for the two-point conversion to make it 50. Was that to give other teams something to think about? I mean, Kirby says, oh, you know, we go by the playbook and that worked. Well, not, not the playbook, the, the book of no, like – The book of, yeah, what to do in the game. Yeah. But uh, – I don't, I don't know. Well, they did say – didn't they say that someone else was supposed to be the one that threw, threw the ball in that play? said AD never practiced that play, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> which which leads me to believe that it was Ladd McConkey that's usually doing that kind of play maybe because he was out injured. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but as, uh, to me, I mean, you throw that in there to give teams something to think about. I mean, you're not pulling that out, you know, in that moment just to just to run the play. I don't think. I mean, one of the things you think about is, you know, is there some bad blood between Kirby and Brian Kelly where he wants to just stick it to him? You know, because you don't know make, um, to make it fitting. Well, because Brian Kelly was asked post game whether you know how he thought about it, and he, I think his answer was sort of like, well you know, you, you got to stop them and, you know, that's football type of thing, you know? So what else are you going to say? You don't want to be, a, you don't want to be a crying about it, you know, but um, yeah, I'm sure, sure that rubbed uh, some folks the wrong way on the, uh, the LSU, LSU side. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, um, 255 yards rushing for Georgia in this game. And, you know, they just wear teams down. I mean, I don't know how many of those were in, in the uh, second half, but um, you know, you're going to get these Kendall Milton uh, big touchdowns when um, – didn't he have one this game? I think he did. No, he just had the 50-something yard run. Oh, you're not going to get a big touchdown, but you're going to get a big a big gash play. Yeah, I mean, I mean, isn't that the chopping wood they've been preaching for years and years? I mean, if you just keep chopping, you'll wear the other team down. I mean, Kirby's been saying that from day one. Yes, and Kendall did have 113 yards rushing, 51 yard. Um, yeah, he got pulled down towards the end of it, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, another big – Another big third down catch, and we mentioned uh, I was going to talk about. Didn't um, Kirby call that the play of the game or something? Uh, you know, crazy afterward. Yeah, yeah, kind of an under underrated play that you know mm -hmm. wouldn't get as much attention. But Georgia now twenty seven to one since the start of last season. Um, this is this is it for Georgia football. This is the golden years, um, yeah. along with the early eighties, but. You know, we don't know when this era is going to end in terms of competing for championships. Um, it doesn't look like there's any time soon where it's going to slow down. Stetson Bennett, 23 of 29, 274 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. 
he plays big in big games. And, um, and I don't know if that's because as we mentioned, you know, Todd Munkin, um, you know, has it dialed up in these games as well. So uh, that's the performance that got him to New York. I mean, if he put up a Kentucky number or a Georgia tech number, he wouldn't be going to New York. Right. I mean, this yeah, recency was, bias, right. I mean, well, not recency, but I mean, this was, he needed, he had 16 touchdown. But that's what I'm saying. Like everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have a, a, you have a big stage and you have people waiting for these championship games to end before they send in their ballots. 950 mm-hmm. some people have their, their, their votes. So, um, so Stetson's going to New York uh, for the Heisman trophy ceremony, along with Southern Cal quarterback, Caleb Williams, TCU quarterback Max Dugan, versus Duggan, Dugan, uh, and um, Ohio State quarterback CJ Stroud. So a lot of flack kind of aimed at Stetson for no Hendon Hooker going there. And I think if Hooker didn't have the loss to South Carolina, didn't get injured, um, was he injured against Clemson? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. out there. Again. Injured. What's that? Oh uh, no, no no no! He was injured against South Carolina. He didn't play against South Carolina. Yeah 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 yeah. Um and didn't have it. He didn't have a chance to to have a championship weekend. Obviously so. And then also against Georgia, he didn't put up the same kind of numbers. He didn't have the same kind of game. So right. Um and who did have a good game that game? I mean Stetson shined. You know you know what you know what the uh, the interesting thing to me is uh, just thinking about this now is that you know one way to avoid the the wrath going towards Stetson. Is that if the if the folks in Indy, in Indy the folks in New York invited more than four guys, uh, which I think is kind of the number they've settled on now, um, but they've had they've had more than four um, on on occasions in the past. What's uh, the what's the criteria? Like, do you have if you well, if you I, I think get like two hundred and fifty points or whatever? What I, what I think it used to be if if you had three guys that were head and shoulders above the others in voting, then you would do those three. Yeah. But they had in 2016, they had five uh, finalists. Uh-huh. Um, they had five finalists in 2013, 2011. Um, and then way back in the day, they had uh, six at one point, but, but they've also had years where they only had three. I think they've settled on four now, but I was thinking the three numbers stuck in my head. And that's why I was thinking, I was surprised when there was four, but maybe maybe that's the way it's well, been had, for a couple of years. They had, they had four last year. CJ Stroud went and he was fourth. Okay. Um, and they had uh, four in 2020 with uh, Kyle Trask was fourth, but that was a different deal. That was a that was the virtual deal, right? Where those guys were on campus. Um, and Devontae Smith won, you know, because it was the height of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, in what was that the was that the 2020 season? I guess. It, wait, now I'm confused. Yeah, I guess it would have been. Right, because yeah, twenty twenty March was when COVID the pandemic. Yeah, so twenty twenty December, twenty twenty season. I don't was the ceremony that year might have been even in January. I don't even know. Anyway, we're getting kind of down in the weeds, but um, anyway, so he's going um, to New York, and he's not going to win it. I, I mean, I don't think there's any thoughts that he's going to win it. I mean, th- right. we didn't know for sure he was going to make it. So, but this is not about winning it for her, for Stetson. It's about you. You've gone from walk on and back up for you know a good portion of your career to new york and and getting a spotlight like this so uh you know props to him and props to georgia for getting him there will a movie be made for stetson um he was asked at the burlsworth trophy ceremony which he won for being the top former walk-on or or top person that started his career as a walk-on whether who would play his uh who would play him, and and he was kind of at a loss. He didn't, he hadn't thought about it. Yeah, I, I think I've heard this discussed by uh, our colleagues in other places. I always thought that uh, the dude from uh, the Facebook movie and and like can't remember his name. We'll have to we'll come back on this one. I haven't thought about it. I need to do research. Yeah, but I, I'll go through. Uh, I'll come up with a list. What about um? Well, yeah, it needs to be somebody. Yeah, I'm thinking of some actors, but then then I'm thinking that they're Eisenberg. I think is the name that I'm thinking of. Jesse, something like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll come back with that. Um, anyway, uh, anything else you want to add about this this Heisman uh, trip for for Stetson? Uh, you got to think Kirby's going to be up there, right? I mean, I think they have some recruits on campus, but I yeah. mean, Saban was up there for all these Alabama guys. I mean, Kirby's got to be in the background, right? And maybe, and maybe, so. maybe, maybe uh, Chris Fowler's interviewing Kirby as well. I mean, it's never bad for the head coach to have a little bit of limelight on national TV, right? I mean, we see it all the time. 
out of Nick Saban when he's not coaching in a championship game. So, I mean, I don't think it's a matter of like, well, I don't want to go there because, you know, they're going to be giving it to the Southern Cal coach. I mean, right. I mean the Southern Cal uh, player. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Anyway, let's let's talk about the all SEC teams uh, that came out. Interesting to me. And I voted for the all, all uh, AP team. Um, I could pull up my list, but I'm not going to now. I'll see if I can remember off the top of my head. But some pretty big differences on the all SEC coaches team versus the SEC team. Now, Brock Bowers is is on both, as you would expect. But you have Warren McClendon, first team on the coaches, and Broderick Jones, first team on the uh, media vote on the AP. And neither made second team on either. So, you know, hmm. it's interesting to me. Um, Jalen Carter, first team both. Chris Smith, first team both. Jack Podlesny, I think he was first team. Yeah, first team both. Mm-hmm. Stetson Bennett is for second team on the coaches. Did not make the AP. I did put him second team. I switched my vote on – actually, Monday morning I emailed – the guy putting together the team and they released it Monday afternoon. And I said, Hey, put Stetson on there for me because I'm going to take Bryce Young off after what, what he did there. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't make, he didn't make it anywhere though, but um, what else we got? Latimer Conkey first, I'm sorry, second team on the coaches did not make the AP team. Cedric Van Pran and uh, Granger is on both. Darnell Washington's on both as second team guys. Jamon Dumas Johnson, second team on AP, not on the coaches. And uh, Keely Ringo's second team on both. AP did not have a long snapper, but the coaches did. And William Moat. <laughs> did you even know he had a good year, a, a second team year? Did you see a ball fly over uh, Thorson's head? I don't think so. Is Moat is Moat also your uh, place kicker or snapper, or is that someone else? Isn't that Payne? Might be Payne, yeah. Uh, wait, is it Payne Walker? Or is his last name Payne? Yeah, I think it, I think it is Payne Walker. Hey, how many tight end spots are there on the team? There's a, there's only two. You got your first and your second team guy. That's what I'm saying. So Georgia has one and two. That's crazy, isn't it? Yep. So uh, ridiculous. AP Coach of the Year was um, Josh Hipple at Tennessee. I think I voted for. I think we might have mentioned this already. Did I even? Have, I can't remember now. Uh, Kirby is is not Coach of the Year by the AP. Um, he got three votes though. I can't remember now who I voted. I think I mentioned it last week though. Anyway, uh, it was either Kelly or uh, Kirby, but I did that. I changed that thing before. I guess I could have said change Kirby's vote also, but it wouldn't have mattered because uh, it wouldn't have been enough to get him the the deal. So, um, in any event, let's move on from that. Transfer portal is heating up. The first Georgia player is on there finally, which I, I thought it would have happened earlier, but. Uh, you get Bill Norton, the defensive lineman. You're saying um, you thought this player would have happened earlier or that Georgia would have No, I mean, you've seen earlier. like a lot of double-digit guys from yeah. certain SEC teams already gone. Right, but, I mean, they're not playing in the yeah, I mean, playoffs. Right, but I, I think people want want to get their name in there so they get contacted. Right. I mean, it doesn't preclude – I mean, uh, you know, I don't think it precludes him from staying on the team and going through the playoff. I, I don't know if he is or not, but – any event, we'll see more. Uh, you know, not a surprise. Norton took part in senior day ceremonies, and he, he didn't play that much. So, um, you know what he, I did see? What is Ra Ra Thomas at um, Mississippi State? Yeah, you know he entered a portal, and he's posting everybody I've seen on Twitter that is reaching out to him or offered him. And I know that Georgia was one. So, what if Georgia got him on the uh, squad next year? That'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think they didn't take anyone in the portal. Last go round. I think that's why Kirby should be thought of highly as a coach of the year. To be honest with you, well, they're gonna. Um, I mean, they probably would have would have taken two or three, but they didn't necessarily get them. I, I assume, but. Yeah. Um, but you also lost one, uh, a pretty high profile receiver, right? Who? I mean, Georgia lost. Georgia lost like thirteen or fourteen. Right, but I'm just thinking about Burton, including including J T. Daniels, who's back in the portal, Golly. or is going to be back. You think there's a spot for him in Athens? No, heck no. That, <laughs> that would be – I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, is he just going to keep dropping? You go from USC to Georgia to West Virginia. I mean, is, is like Harvard next or something like that? Wait, wait, you're saying you saying going from USC to Georgia is dropping? What do you, no, what do you mean? No, no. Yeah, I knew you'd take that that way too, but no, that's not what I meant. I just mean 
you know, it, it he's does. Gonna, that, he's going to go where he has a chance to play because he lost his job at West Virginia. So how about I don't Nebraska? Know. They're, you know, that's even, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick right here on this podcast, Nebraska. All right. A uh, couple of commitments since we podcast last offensive tackle, Jamel Merriweather from Brunswick. Same place as Warren McClendon, right? Yep. Uh, backs off a UCF commitment, pledges Georgia three-star on the 247 Sports Composite. And they get a five-star edge rusher uh, from IMG Academy, the uh, powerhouse program, Samuel Mapemba. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't looked at the ranking again, but Georgia's going to be up there. They're going to be one, two, three, somewhere like that, right? So Absolutely. And, you know, I tell you, though, I, Georgia, just they just put together a good team. I mean, when you think about – the McConkies of the world that, that, you know, develop and shine. I mean, it's not like it's just a, an entire team of, of five stars. Of course, Stetson is a walk on. I mean, it's just a, just a good team. All right. A um, couple other things, including, I didn't think I even told Ryan, but we're going to make some bowl picks already. Uh, basketball, Georgia basketball lost at Georgia tech last night. We are recording this by the way, on, Wednesday afternoon. Or I don't know when you're publishing this, Ryan. You can put put it up today, maybe. Yeah, I think I'll throw it up uh, today, okay. which is Wednesday the seventh. So yeah, I'm gonna throw it up today. All right, basketball lost. It's a tough one last night, 79-77 uh, at Georgia Tech. I saw Mark Teixeira was uh, courtside, the uh, former MLB star. Yeah. Um, seven and three, Georgia. Now that was a crazy game. I thought both teams played very well. Uh, you know, not as much defensive stops as you, you might want to see, uh, but um, fun to watch a game that just went back and forth. But at the end, they couldn't make the plays. Terry Roberts had an inbounds pass stolen. Um, and then there was a questionable charge against him as he drove. Uh, for, made made for, the basket. Yeah. And uh, so the Bulldogs lost. Uh, next game is not till a week from Sunday when they play uh, Notre Dame at State Farm Arena. So, um need to get that one because they don't really have a, a feather in the cap type of win. Um, they've won the games that uh, they should have won. And then a couple games that may, maybe they could have won, like, uh, well, UAB wasn't even that close, but certainly Georgia Tech. So um, we'll see, uh, you know, how that, that shakes out. I do feel like they're coming together a little better as a, as a team. I think we saw last night that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're coming along, and I think that's all you can expect under, uh, you know, the first year under Mike White. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're doing the bowl picks, and we're going to do a good number of them right now because uh, we got some uh, time off uh, that is uh, going to have some furloughs going on uh, for employees. So uh, we got different furloughs, different weeks, but we're not going to be able to get together for a podcast probably until uh, right when it's Peach Bowl week. So – uh, let's knock some out, Ryan. You ready? Let's do it. All right. I went three and three championship weekend against the spread. I'm now 105 and 101 looking to keep, stay above 500. Ryan, you have no clue what you did because you don't keep track anymore. You've thrown in the towel. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I threw up the white flag, uh, about week eight. But did you, did you do, do you think you did well? I have no clue. I'll be honest with you. Well, you've been busy with something. All yeah. Right. Here we go. <laughs> 17 bowl games before Christmas. Can you believe that? Man, it used to be like three or four, and then the entire week after Christmas was all games all the time. All right, let's knock it out. December 16th, it's the Hometown Lenders Bahama Bowl. And I like to read the entire official name because <laughs> because I'm amused by them. Well, I'm excited for you to get down to the Gasparilla Bowl or whatever that is. Have you been to the Bahamas before? Nope. All right, I was there way back in the day. Might have been in college. I don't remember. Um. I don't know what happened in the back. I guess I didn't love it. I don't know. It was okay. Um, Miami, Ohio versus UAB. It is the uh, UAB by nine and a half. Ryan, I must say give me Miami and give me those points. I'll go UAB. I used to have a friend that went to uh, play there, so give me UAB. You talking about your friend that um, transferred to Georgia? No, this was years ago. Talking about the former the linebacker, yeah. Not that guy. All right. Uh, the Cure Bowl. Uh, let's see. Like the band, the Cure. They're sponsoring one. Uh, that's a good question. Actually, I don't <laughs> even have the date on this. Maybe it's the same date. Uh, it's Troy versus UTSA, and that's a top twenty-five matchup. Twenty-four versus twenty-five. Um, 
it's at Exploria Stadium in Orlando, which I guess used to be where they played the Capital One Bowl. I don't even know. Troy by one. Give me UTSA. Give me Troy. All right. Saturday, December 17th. It's the Fenway Bowl in Fenway Park. In Fenway, in Fenway Park. You've been to Fenway? No. I've been to Boston, but didn't have time to make it to a game. But that is, you know, on my list of things I got to do. Paid about $85 for an outfield seat on uh, the secondary market. This is about four years ago, maybe. That's not bad at all. Really? I'd pay, I felt like I'd, pay, it was too I'd pay that. I felt like it was too much. It wasn't a great outfield seat. I mean, yeah. Like you're on the monster outfield or? No, that would be nice. It was the other side. Yeah. Gotcha. Cincinnati versus Louisville, uh, 11 a.m. kickoff. I don't know. I'm giving so much details. But Colonels by two. Jeff Rom today just uh, it was reported as heading to um, – Wait, he's going to Louisville, right? Wait a second. Yeah. He's leaving he's leaving Dude. Purdue to go to Louisville, but he's not coaching this game. Uh Cincinnati lost their coach. Louisville fired their coach. No, Louisville's coach didn't get fired. Louisville's coach went to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's coach went to Wisconsin. Got all that? As the as the days go, uh, you know, the, the cycle turns, as they say. It's the Cardinals favored by two, and I'm gonna say give me Louisville. All right, I gotta think about this one because okay, so Louisville coach going to Cincinnati, Purdue coach coming down to Louisville. Which team will be more fired up to perform for their coach is basically what we're saying. Give me Cincinnati. Interesting. Uh, All right, Jackson State and North Carolina Central in the Celebration Bowl in Mercedes. It's a week from Saturday on the 17th. So that Dion's final hoorah? I think Dion is coaching in this game. That's what I heard, yeah. He's, He's favored by 15 and a half, but you know what? He's busy telling the Colorado players that they're going to be they're going to be getting pushed out. Yeah, there's very his son's going to start. Yeah, he's got very high standards. He hired the Kent State coach who played against Georgia. I guess this is OC. I'm taking North Carolina Central. Dion is not focused on the task at hand. Man, I have to agree with you on that one. I mean, he's he's got half his mind uh, well into Colorado. So give me give me yeah, whoever they're playing to cover that. I'm all. I think Dion would have been more fun at Auburn. I'm. I'm, I'm disappointed in Auburn. Uh, I'm surprised. I mean, like you, you know, the Tech rumblings, the Auburn rumblings, and then he lands at Colorado. I mean, I mean I was not it worked out well for Mel Tucker, obviously. I was not expecting him to get hired by Georgia Tech. All right, Las Vegas Bowl, Oregon State and Florida. This is an SEC tie-in bowl game. I don't wish uh, ill will, uh, you know, against Georgia, but I would not mind covering a game bowl game in Las in Las Vegas. So what they need to do is get they need to get Las Vegas into the college football playoff mix. <laughs> you don't so, think Georgia's going to drop that far? Or anything? No, that's way that's way down the bullpen in order. Uh, it's uh, this is at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Oregon State by ten and a half. I am not feeling Florida. Give me the Beavers. Wow, Florida is a ten and a half point underdog against Oregon State. Ah, right, give me Florida. I mean, that's a lot of points for an SEC team. Against the Beavs. And the Florida's quarterback announced he's going to the NFL. I, I assume he's opting out. I didn't hear that. So uh, uh, I haven't seen anything that says that the backup won't be better. I don't know. I mean, LSU's backup was pretty good, wasn't he? Yeah, no, throwing all over the place. I guess we didn't talk about that in, in yeah. much detail. Let, let's let's hold on these picks for one second. I don't know what to make of, of what's going on with uh, – I mean – Kirby was saying we weren't necessarily playing the type of defense. Like, you know, they had changed some things when you're up by that much, I guess. Um, I, I probably need to follow up and ask him more if he can elaborate on what, what exactly changed, not having gone back and watched the game on replay yet. But, um, I mean, it's not good to see Keely Ringo and Malachi Starks kind of chasing guys downfield on a couple of plays, right? I mean, it's yeah. a really big chunk yard. So. Keely, Keely, yeah, he had a, he had a rough go of it there. Malachi as well. Uh, yeah, he got toasted on that one where he jumped and couldn't catch it or touch it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm curious what, you know, Achilles projected first round draft picks, but teams are targeting him. Um, I, I don't know what's going on there. We'll, we'll see. Uh, all right. LA Bowl. This is an Inglewood. This is the same game, the same venue that's going to host the championship game. Uh, if Georgia gets there, uh, we'll see it. But if not. Same caliber of teams? This is Matthew Stafford's home. Well, I mean, don't don't disrespect Washington State and Fresno State. Uh, that's the matchup. It's Fresno State by one and a half. Uh, Fresno is on a roll. They beat Boise. Give me the Bulldogs. So who are they playing? 
come on. This is this is on December seventeenth. December seventeenth is like at eight games or something, but it's Fresno State and Washington State. Washington State, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I think Fresno. Uh, you know, they're they're not in the same league as uh, Pac-12, but they could they could be plenty of Pac-12 teams. So yeah, give me Fresno. All right, the Lending Tree Bowl. This is in Mobile, Alabama. It's Rice and Southern Miss, and uh, 5:45 kickoff. Southern Miss by seven. That's a lot of points for this game. Give me Rice. Rice, rice, baby. Um, I will take. I'll take Southern. steamed. I'll take fried. Anything. <laughs> Southern Miss. Give it. Give me that. All right. The New Mexico Bowl is SMU and BYU. This is that same day on the seventeenth. Uh, this is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, SMU by one. I am not feeling BYU anymore. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree with you. Wait, the Cowboys. Wait, what's SMU? Mustangs or something. Mustangs. Like <laughs> I think Texas. I think Cowboys. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, they, they, they have a horse on the side of the helmet. Uh, I, yeah, I think SMU as well. I mean, BYU had a couple chances for decent wins this year and kind of took it on the chin. So I'll go SMU too. All right, the Frisco Bowl is in Frisco, Texas. It's at Toyota Stadium. <clears throat> How much money would Georgia need to, to like, change the name of Sanford Stadium to say um, – uh, like they wouldn't be wouldn't be toy raising like, canes stadium no no how about like honda honda stadium what if they just change uh, it how would that go no no you're, you're saying if josh brooks got a 200 million dollar check to change the name of the stadium <laughs> i know i've had this discussion with others about uh a certain stadium in miami that could be changed to a uh rather questionable name and what the price would be for that to happen I don't know where you're going there, but um, anyway, it's, it's Boise it's, State. It's out there. It's Boise State, North Texas. Boise's favored by 10. The game is in Texas. But you know what? North Texas, I believe, fired their coach. Mm. I would take Boise. Yeah, I like Boise in any bowl game. Give, give me the give me the Boises. Um, yeah, they did fire their coach. Sean, I'm sorry, Seth Latrell got fired. All right. Uh, December 19th, it's the Myrtle Beach Bowl. I might have to just drive to Myrtle Beach and go watch Marshall and UConn on a 2.30. What are you doing? Let, let's road trip it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it? We'll yeah. play like six mini golf courses. And uh, what, what's the what's the food to eat at Myrtle Beach? I don't know, but I'm I'm guessing like it's it's not a tropical environment. I mean, it's going to be cold there. Wait so. a second. This is Myrtle Beach Bowl. But you know what? It's not even in Myrtle Beach. It's in Conway, South Carolina. That's false advertising. Uh, Marshall's favored by 10 over UConn UConn under uh, Jim Moore Jr. has had a good season but I'm going to take the herd you know what give me UConn you know they're they're building they're they're excited to play in any bowl game and I think they'll come in enthusiastic so give me the Huskies alright the famous Idaho potato bowl is in Boise Idaho uh, at Albertson Stadium is that after the supermarket chain Maybe so, but doesn't Boise usually play in it, and they're not going to be in it this time? I don't know what the tie-ins on that thing are. It's e- it's Eastern Michigan and San Jose State, and San Jose State is favored by three, and I'm taking San Jose. Yeah, I was as soon as you said that, I was thinking San Jose State, so I'll stick with my gut. All right, in the Boca Raton Bowl. That is rat mouth. That's what? That's what that means, rat mouth, Boca Raton. It's Liberty and Toledo. Uh Toledo favored by four. Hugh Freeze is the Auburn coach now. The team was sliding anyway in his last three games. I'm taking Toledo. Yeah, I agree with you. Though, who did Liberty just name their coach? The Coastal coach, right? Jimmy Chadwell. I don't think he's coaching in this game. Right. But, uh, you know, you you always think about the motivation factor and how teams want to play for their, you know, coach that might be sitting up in a press box watching like Kirby was a few years back. But. Is that um, is that a big step up going from Coastal to Liberty? I know that's what that's what I was thinking as well. Yeah, uh, didn't seem like it. But. I mean, Chadwell's name was like connected to Georgia Tech, and he's going to Liberty instead. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, I agree. All right, December twenty first, it's the New Orleans Bowl, and you know where that is: South Alabama and Western Kentucky. Although it is it is now the Caesar Superdome. I don't think when Georgia played their last, it was called Caesars. Uh, it's South Alabama by seven and a half. Give me Western Kentucky. I'm going to pick them just because of the Hilltoppers mascot. Give me the Hilltoppers. All right. 
December 22nd, it's a Thursday, it is the Armed Forces Bowl. It's Baylor and Air Force, and this is in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Baylor favored by six and a half. I will take Baylor in the state of Texas to cover that number. Yeah, I know Air Force – didn't they win every game this year against, uh, you know, in the uh, Armed Forces Challenge or whatever they call that thing? Uh, I think they're sneaky good. Give me Air Force. All right. I think this is the last two bowl games. Uh, last three. Okay. Uh, it's the Gasparilla Bowl, which I think uh, – didn't you mention that already on the podcast? <clears throat> yeah, I thought it was like the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl or something like that. Or is that something else? Uh, maybe the you – know, I don't think it's that anymore. It's uh, Wake Forest and Missouri. Actually, a pretty good matchup uh, there at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. It's Wake by two and a half. Um, I'm going to take Wake because here's here's the names of Missouri guys in the transfer portal right now. Dominic Lovett. Tyler Macon, I think he's a backup. Uh, Trevion Ford, DJ Jackson, Zach Lovett, who's their linebacker, Jelani Williams, and Devin Nicholson. Dominic Lovett in particular is a big loss. I'm taking your wake, Demon Deacons. Give me Missouri. Just I'll, I'll go SEC. Independence Bowl, it's Houston, Louisiana. Uh, in entry report, Houston by seven. I'll take the Cougars. Give me Louisiana. I mean, that's basically a home game, right? Um. Well, I mean, Lafayette is not Shreveport, is it? Yeah. It, it is basically a home game, correct? <laughs> um, and finally, it is the Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee State, and San Diego State. This is a Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex in Honolulu, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I need to give you that, that detail. It's San Diego State by seven. Give me San Diego. That's a long trip from Murfreesboro to Hawaii. And I will take San Diego State. Well, it's not like it's a short trip for anybody. Hey, San Diego is is. If <laughs> you're going to Hawaii, you're the closest you're making, point. You're right. You're making you're changing planes in in L.A. or San Diego or something. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'll go San Diego State too. All right, we will. Uh, I'm trying to convince Ryan that uh, we're going to do two podcasts the week of uh, the uh, Peach Bowl. One like before we even hit, hit Atlanta, just right after Christmas, and then the other. Like maybe the two days before the game or something. I don't even know exactly what Ryan's getting to Atlanta, but uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, another postseason for Georgia. It's a fun team to cover when you're winning and you don't have to cover like them firing a coordinator or something like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, everyone, uh, we will talk to you. I guess we're not talking to you till after uh, the holiday season. Uh, Christmas, well, it'll still be the holiday season, but Christmas <clears throat> will have passed by. So, everyone, enjoy uh, the uh, time of year and uh, should be fun. Uh, you know, weeks ahead for the Bulldogs. Absolutely. See y'all next time. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.